How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Leap. Today's guest is Laura Rich. Laura is the founder of Exit Club. So welcome, Laura. And I'm going to start off by asking if you can share with the audience what Exit Club is. Sure. Jocelyn, it is so great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled, and I'm thrilled that you're doing this show. Um, so Exit Club is my business focused on the personal side of business exits. And that's really for entrepreneurs who have sold their businesses or are thinking of selling their businesses and um, helping them with the post-exit transition. After you sell your business, you sometimes don't have um, a plan, a very specific plan in place for what follows. And it can be a bit of a, a surprise and a shock to your system to go from living this life where your business is all-consuming and it kind of defines you and all of your decision-making to all of a sudden not have that in, in your life. And so my business brings together people who have had those experiences for some community. And I also provide resources for people to have a great exit. And um, um, I feel like I'm missing something. Community, resources, and some specific planning tools. And uh, that's, that's sort of it in a nutshell, or a big nutshell. So how did you come up with the idea for Exit Club? So I, I had a business called Street Fight. It was a small media business that I sold at the beginning of 2017. And I promptly fell into my own post-exit transition period myself. And in that time, sort of struggled with some of the things that others go through, whether uh, in my case, it was a little bit of an identity crisis. It was a little bit of, um, you know, what next? What am I going to do next? And um, also challenges with now working for somebody else who had control over my baby that I had created, right? Um, because I was working for the acquirer. So I started reaching out to other entrepreneurs who had sold their businesses and and started discovering through that process that there was this thing called a, well, I don't know if you might, if everyone calls it, but I call it the post-exit transition. And half the entrepreneurs that I talked to said, oh yeah, it's a real thing. And here's how you deal with it. And the other half of the entrepreneurs said, I, I thought I was alone. I didn't know anyone else went through this. And so um, in my past life, before all this, I was a journalist. So I started thinking that this was a story that you know, no one, no one tells you about this. It's not out there. People don't talk about this post-exit transition challenge because it's a little like, you know, why are you crying? You know, you should be happy you sold your business. Um, and you don't feel like you have a right to um, feel any of the challenges. So I thought I would be the one to give voice to this. And so that, that was the first um, sort of seedling of the idea. And that was in the spring of last year. And then over the course of the past year, that has expanded to include other content products like my podcast. And um, 
which is called the exit club. And then also as a result of more conversations with more entrepreneurs, um, discovering that there's just a real need for community and services and information. So I'll be launching um, exit club in earnest in January, 2019. And what will that launch be? Yeah. So a little preview of that. So it'll be a membership and, um, you'll want to sign up for a member, a membership to get access to to courses on how to design a good post-exit life, or if you are pre-exit, how to start putting that in place to have a good post-exit life. You can start, you can start putting a plan in place now and work towards that and make sure that your personal exit plan tracks with um, the exit strategy you have for your business. Um, so in addition to that, there will be mastermind groups that uh, people can participate in to talk with peers about what they're going through. Um, there will also be lots of great resources um, that are not courses, but other materials, uh, how-tos. And also, I'm really excited we're going to have a, a sort of database of exits. And there's lots of databases out there that are focused on mergers and acquisitions, transition transactions. But this is really going to be focused on the entrepreneur. My business is entirely focused on the personal um, entrepreneur side of exits, whereas most literature and resources out there are focused on the, the exit of the business itself and selling the business. Um, so uh, that's, that's what Exit Club will look like next year. Exciting. So it sounds to me that you're really focusing more on the personal development, the, the person versus right. the business itself. Right. Yeah. And in doing so, what are some of the things that you're learning about that as you continue to, to discover, as you focus and create your business? What are some of the things that you're, you're, you're seeing as commonalities, perhaps from yourself and talking to other exiters? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, I'm sort of, I am sort of the embodiment living through exactly what um, I talk about with Exit Club. I am that entrepreneur who sold my business and, you know, has to figure out a what's next. And so for me, at first, what I did was I took some time off and I think that's really recommended. And then, um, and then I started trying to figure out what to do next. And I went through some fits and starts which are also common. There's, there are, people often have these unrealistic expectations of success for their next business because um, I think for a few reasons, but amnesia is the biggest reason. People forget that it's hard to build a business. And so when they go back out there to start another one, just because they sold that one, it doesn't mean that the next one is going to be any easier. Um, so I, you know, I had the, I had the same challenges and even with exit club, it's taken longer than I expected, but not longer than it took to launch my last business. It's just the, you know, it's the amnesia that set in. So that's, that's something that I've learned. Um, I've, um, you know, I've also found that I need to have a peer group as well. And so it's, it's been nice being able to connect with other entrepreneurs Although as Exit Club kind of grows in awareness, and again, it's not like really officially launched, just pieces of it have been, have been out there. Um, but as it grows in awareness, the people I would like to have as peers, they want 
they don't want me as a peer. They want me to fix their problems, you know? <laughs> so, um, so by, you know, whether it's through this framework I have for helping people through transition or by um, providing community to connect them with others. But it's interesting because they are my peer group, but they also can't be, right? Because I'm supposed to be helping them. So that's, that's, been, that's been interesting to, to see that. It, it sounds a bit like a transitioning of they're your peers, they are your potential clients, mm-hmm. and they may be looking to you as a mentor. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it, it's or, or a coach. You know, I've been saying I don't want to be a coach, but I think I think I may have to be a coach because I think I think everyone wants me to be their coach, so that we may be going in that direction. Yeah, and I I agree with you on that. Um, you know, we, you and I have talked a bit about the birthing of Exit Club. And I remember when, when you first told me what Exit Club was and, and I know my first question was, how did you even come up with that idea? Yeah. what did I say? Did I say something different from now? Cause that, no. that was like six months ago. I may, I don't even remember. It's been through so many iterations the, the business has. So yeah. What did I say? I'm so curious. I mean, when you said to me, Jocelyn, my friend asked me why I was sad. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. I had forgotten about that. Right. So that was really the impetus for looking at this because I was just going about my life after selling my business and not realizing that I was miserable. Um, You know, I held this party, the celebratory party for myself in New York City, where I used to live and had all my friends come and they were supposed to celebrate me in the sale of my business. And I was staying with a friend and she said, I just don't understand why you're not happy. And, you know, I didn't understand either. And so um, then I started realizing, you know, that it was because I was in this strange post-exit transition situation where I didn't really enjoy having somebody else, you know, make decisions about my baby, even though I was, I was really, I was really ready to, to give my baby over. So that, there were, that, that piece was fine. But, um, but so then I just walked around miserable for a while until somebody else said, why don't you talk to some other entrepreneurs who have been through exit? So that's right. I had forgotten about that part of the story. That's a really, that's a really key part of it, isn't it? I think that I, I mean, I recall that conversation so very clearly in my mind, and I hear it in your voice in the same way I heard it when you first shared it with me. Yeah, that was the birth. That was the birth. I think you're right. That that's right. That was exactly it. That was the birth of Exit Club right there in my friend Lisa's kitchen. Yeah. And so you know, you you made mention that there are resources out there for. Exiters, but they're more about the business side. Mm-hmm. Is there anything out there currently that entrepreneurs can look to from a social setting, um, from a social emotional support mm-hmm. system? Well, I mean, entrepreneurs in their businesses have have some p- great peer group organizations like Entrepreneurs Organization, or I, I think it's Young Presidents Organization, EO and YPO. Um, so those are good groups that have like, uh, I think I think in EO they call them forums, but they're kind of like these, these peer groups that 
that meet, I think, uh, once a month. So there are, there are great resources like that. And I think there's lots of like entrepreneur meetup groups all over the country. But for the post-exit entrepreneurs, no. The point is there's really a void. People are sort of kicked out into the world. EO no longer wants them, you know, revokes their membership. And now uh, people are in this new club of one or seemingly a club of one when they could actually be an exit club, which is a, a club of many. But no, they're really, you know, that's, that's, that's the whole point. There really aren't resources out there. No formal resources, no formal community for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, entrepreneurs get into mentor or advisor roles so that they can stay connected, you know, so they're not just like out, out there floating in the ether. But I actually suggest that they don't do those mentors, mentoring and advising roles right after leaving their companies. Um, because when they do that, they're still holding on to their identity from the company they left and they need to be able to move on. So, um, but they also, they need it for their sanity and, and hopefully in the future they will join exit club and they, they will have peers in that environment, um, so that they're not, you know, just all alone after, after their business. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm going to actually ask, reflect upon your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. So you sold your business, you sold your baby. Mm-hmm. How long did you take for yourself before you start to ideate about where your next project was going to be? Well, um, like many entrepreneurs, I did have lots of ideas before I uh, even sold my business, even left my business. Um, so. Um, so I had sort of a couple ideas that I thought I might work on after I, after I left Street Fight. One of them, um, the working title was Old Entrepreneurs Association, so, which, is, um, which is, is maybe kind of in the, in the exit club vein, but it really was um, sort of meant to be a, a kind of entrepreneurs organization like EO, but for older entrepreneurs. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just what it says, but entrepreneurs organization historically was for entrepreneurs under 40 and being an entrepreneur over 40 is a whole different ballgame. You're not interested in going to bro happy hours and, you know, working 24 seven and, you know, and flipping your, you have a longer time timeline maybe for your, for your company. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but you know, maybe you don't need to exit out of your business. So immediately, maybe it could be a lifestyle thing. I'm guessing I'm getting a little bit off track here. But um, so I, I, I took some time off, I took about four months off after I left Street Fight. And then I, I sort of came back to work, whatever that means, because not a job, but you know, came back to thinking about what I was going to do next. And, and um, so I did, I put old entrepreneurs association on hold because I thought that's going to be my big thing. I would just want to start something that's going to, uh, and that's going to have a longer time, uh, horizon on the, um, um, uh, making money. So I thought I would try to start some sort of consulting service business, um, that would generate some passive income immediately. And that did not work out as planned. <laughs> so, um, so I did start thinking about old entrepreneurs association, but then this idea of the post exit just kept coming up. It just kept coming up. I mean, I, I, I just kept logging my experiences post exit and then, um, and, you know, and still thinking about 
you know, writing a book on it. And um, so, you know, I finally realized after some conversations with some friends that this was really where my passion lay. And then, you know, as you know, so then, and I, when I'm, when I'm saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, it, it was kind of around March, early March this year, which was about a year since I had the aha moment. Um, when I, when I decided that I would focus on exit club, it was earlier, it was in March. And you know, that at, in May, we were both in that program focused on, um, starting businesses around disrupting or solving problems, big problems in healthcare. And, you know, I, I think that at that point, I still wasn't sure that exit club was going to be a hundred percent, you know, my fill my time and be my only endeavor. I mean, maybe you have a better memory of that. Cause you, I mean, this, this all gets jumbled up for me because I'm, I'm in the thick of it. And you were there at that moment in time. My memory of that time in May you came into that room and in the first five, 10 minutes, because remember we met before the group kind of came together, you yeah. told me about Exit Club in the first several minutes. And then you said, this is, when I, this is Exit Club and it's this thing I'm thinking about. But while we're here in this program, I'm going to focus on this because I made a commitment to be here for this. Yeah. And I think you were really stoic in attempting to stay on point with that yeah. week. Uh, a focus, but underlying, it was so evident to me that your passion project mm-hmm. was as a club. So I'm thrilled to see you when you decided, you know, a few weeks later that you were going to bring it back up and where you're headed. I'm thrilled yeah. for you because I, I, I hear it in your voice, the, the energy. And that yeah. actually leads me to, to really what leap is all about. And and focusing in on what gets you charged as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're taking a risk by going yeah. out and creating something. What keeps you going? Well, I mean, what's the alternative? Get a job. I don't even know how to get a job. <laughs> and um, um, I mean, I really like designing my own life, you know? And I also, I just, I like the creativity of, of, you know, creating a business that it's, I mean, I, the challenge is having too many ideas. Um, so, but it's exciting and inspiring and trying to figure out like how to, uh, you know, which, which elements are going to be most interesting and useful to entrepreneurs and figuring out how to make those aspects of the business happen. And, um, I don't know, just kind of like the deep thinking that goes on in um, creating a business and thinking through every aspect of it. I, I really do miss in some ways my days of just punching a clock, just getting paid for time. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing because I, I mean, for years I worked at these giant corporations and, you know, I get paid whether I produced something or didn't. And I'd get paid for walking down the hall and having a conversation with somebody. I'd be get paid for going to the water cooler, you know? It's, so, I mean, I do sometimes yearn for that, but, um, but, but, you know, at that time, time was moving by in a different way. And 
I, I, it was just a little bit of autopilot and this is very much, um, it's more, what's the word? Like I, I want to say the word tactile, but it's, it's not exactly that, but it's, it's more visceral, I guess. Um, and so it's, yeah, I mean, it's very exciting to be able to create, create something now it has to be a success. <laughs> so that has to happen. But the, you know, and I think also it's, it isn't just the creating something, but it, it is largely that, but it's also when you create something and you can see that it's making a difference. And honestly, at this point, um, I feel like I have customers hanging out like beside me, like waiting in the wings. And I feel a little pressure to get it right about what they need and what they want. And so that is more of the, I guess, keeps me up at night versus gets me up in the morning. <laughs> right. So um, it's, it's great to have potential customers who really want this, but then I have to give them what they want and have that also match with what I like to do. And how are you doing that right now? How am I doing that? How am I doing that? Well, um, I'll tell you, um, I, I believe in instinct. And so, I mean, I've, I've had my own instinct proven right, um, on big gambles in the past. So I believe in my gut. So there's, there's that. So I think what that means in some ways is shutting out what those customers might want or need and thinking about what they want or need and just really believing I know what they need. But then also I think about some very specific entrepreneurs I know who sort of are different personas. And I think, you know, Michael, he's this, you know, he's at this point uh, post exit and, you know, he represents a whole group of people who feel, you know, X, Y, and Z about it. And what would he need? You know, he might not want to do the courses, but he would want to, to uh, maybe be part of a mastermind group, but he would probably really want to go on some group vacations together or go to, uh, you know, have some re- retreats and getaways with other people. Um, you know, so, and then I think of um, another another woman who she would really love to do the online courses and is a little more DIY and would not want as much um, of that, you know, I don't know, getting away. And um, she, I don't think she'd be as into that. She has a little bit of a quieter personality, even though she's an entrepreneur. Um, So I think about different, different people who, so, so it's like, they're there next to me. (laughs) Yeah. So you're really considering the variety of customer base that you, you can serve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I sort of have to, right. Because they're not all going to be in the mold of this guy, Michael, who, um, had an enormous exit and then, um, spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get out of his contract early and left, you know, probably millions of dollars on the table just because he, anyway, the point is like, there are, there are people with different, different types of situations. There are people with modest exits, but what I did find is that even though there are these different customer segments, there they do share a lot of things in common. Michael and the quieter woman both have gone through identity crises. They've 
both gone through a little bit of isolation and some guilt and some shame and, and some major lack of clarity about what's next and, and being unsure of how to make the next move. And, um, Michael won't admit it, but it's clear to me, um, that, that he's unsure about how to make that next move. But the, the woman is, is, uh, she's expressed it to me, but so that the point is there, there are a lot of commonalities across all demographics and all experiences of post exit, but, but there are then different needs among different and different personalities. And as you walk down this path yourself, you know, you've already mentioned that you had a successful exit with street fight coming into this. And as you're formulating and really now creating this next business, how is this different coming in from your first step into entrepreneurialism? Um, so, so this is actually my third business. Although my first one was like small B business because it didn't really, it did make a little money, but um, it was mostly just a little blog site, um, but it made money. So I guess that's legit. And that one I did with a couple of partners and we didn't know anything about um, like business models. <laughs> That's basically what it is. We didn't know anything about business models. We had been editors. We knew how to create content. We created an awesome site with great, um, great content on it. And we had a lot of readers and we had a lot of media coverage for what we created. And so that was very exciting. Um, that kind of just faded away. And then Street Fight went into it with like a clear business model. And 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 also with Street Fight, I, I was coming into it as a person who had experience in media. So I knew a bit about the media, the media model. I had learned more since that that first endeavor. Um, this is a different type of business. So um you know, it's a different revenue structure. I'm not selling ads. Um, I'm not, um, I may be selling tickets to conferences, but that's not really the business, the, the main business model. The main business model is um, membership. And um, so it's, and it's also different because this is the first time I don't have any partners. The first time I had two partners, the second time I had one partner, now I have zero partners. So it's, it's, it's different altogether. I mean, I also, um, you know, I think I also have a better sense of my customer than I did in my last business as well. So there's, it's interesting that it's, there, there are similarities because I have a sense of, uh, I guess, of the feeling of starting a business and knowing that a little about the pace of it, that it kind of takes a while to ramp up, um, but it's there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are different, which makes it really challenging and also kind of exciting. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, um, as as you were talking about your customers, and you mentioned Michael and this other woman who's relatively quiet, and you said you felt a, a sense of pressure because you've got people who are kind of waiting the wings, waiting for you to develop your thing and get you know mm-hmm. really get Exit Club um, running at full capacity as you develop it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people are waiting? Why are they waiting? Wait, what do you mean? I mean, I think they're I think they're interested in 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 what they believe Exit Club is. And so they are it's like, you know, 
people who wait in line for the iPhone, right? <laughs> I mean, not quite the same thing, but they're anticipating something that w- they believe will help them. And thank you. I, I perhaps clarified, and you kind of caught where I was going with that. Um, something you'd also you'd mentioned earlier too was about the isolation and how you felt a bit isolated going through your process and exit process. Kind of two-parted on this one. As you knew you were leaving, did you consider what life post-exit was going to look like? Were you going to stay on? Were you going to go on to do other things, number one? And two, post-exit, you know, here you are in this sort of isolated world. Are you finding that that's something you're hearing a lot of when you start to talk to other exiters? Yeah, it's really interesting because, I mean, you know, my own personal experience has been validated by the experiences of others that I learn about of others. Um, so, uh, so when I was thinking of leaving, I, you know, I started with that, that moment in March of last year of, of discovering that I wasn't happy. And then, um, it, the, the sort of the awareness of that <laughs> misery built, it sort of fed on itself. And then I just had to, I just had to leave because it was overcoming me. And so I saw, you know, honestly, I didn't have a great, a great, I, I did not have a great plan for um, post exit. Um, I can say that in hindsight, but, but at the time, my plan was, I'm going to take a break and I am going to do nothing. I am intentionally going to do nothing. I have no plan. I'm just going to do whatever, I take time off for four months, and then I will, uh, I will come back and I'll, I'll, you know, start working on something. And, um, and it wasn't a great plan. And I should, I, I do think I should have had a much more specific plan than that. Those four months off, that would have been fine. But I should have thought about um, really, what did I want those four months to look like? So I didn't waste them. And I would and say that I did. I think they they were great, but um, but I think I think I could have used them even a little better. And um, and then when I quote came back, I really didn't have a plan for that. I mean, it's sort of like in my head I thought, okay, on January first or January second or whatever, because it was going to be at the start of the year, I'm going to sit down at my desk and uh, make a few calls and a few emails, and things will just start happening. Is that how that works? But I wasn't clear on what direction exactly. Okay, so we had a little hiccup here. So welcome back. Um, so Lori, go ahead. You were talking a little bit about uh, your plan when you came back on January. Oh, okay. So I had planned to come back and sit down at my desk and make some calls and send some emails, and then things would just happen. And I did, I did make calls and send emails, but things, uh, you know, there isn't magic. And, you know, I didn't know where I was headed. Um, and so it took, a, it took a little while. And I think I would have, I would have, I would counsel people now if they say they just want to take four months off or six months or a year, like I did, I just would counsel them to be very, just be very clear or clear enough about how they, what they want that time to look like so that it's, it's very meaningful in the moment and meaningful to their future. So in the moment, you know, so they, they could be very present at whatever it is that they're doing and intentional and, and they're not just passing the time and, and waiting for time to pass or, you know, taking some obligatory time off. 
Um, and also maybe, you know, I, I wish that I had used that time to explore in a sort of hobbying way, some ideas I had for later. So, you know, the, the exit club idea, I could have been just playing around with uh, doing some reading and, and, and thinking about it and using it as a thinking time versus I'm not going to do any work at all for these four months. And I will only start thinking about anything having to do with work after that. And that's, that's crazy. I mean, I think especially for an entrepreneur, you're, you are integrated with the concept of um, you are integrated, your, your very being creates things and you are a creator and you can't just shut that off. And if you do, you know, that you're, you're kind of just shutting off a part of yourself. So that's, you know, I think that's a mistake that I made. And a lesson to learn. And a lesson to learn. Yeah. That could have been so, one of my pitfalls. <laughs> well, sorry, what was that? I missed that part. I said that could have been one of my pitfalls. You you had sent me some questions and one of them asked about wins and pitfalls. I don't know if that's exactly a pitfall, but it's it was a, it's a it's a lesson. It's a it's a learn. Yeah, it's a learn. So you know, having gone through now two businesses and really having a successful exit from from Street Fight, at what point in the timeline do you think Exit Club and that conversation is best introduced? Is it introduced? Pre-exit, is oh. it post-exit? Oh, you're asking. Oh, so when should when should entrepreneurs start thinking about or working on this transition? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, you know, like the day they they start their business, the day they start their business. No, and I'm not joking. So there's a big movement towards companies starting with the end in mind and having um, an exit strategy. There are some great exit canvases out there to work out what your what your company's exit strategy is going to be like who some of your acquisition targets are and then building your company towards that and really understanding the landscape of of um, who the buyers might be and who your competitors might be um, so and there there's more to it than that so I think that the um, I see the entrepreneur having a need to start with the after in mind so if you, the business starts with the end in mind the entrepreneur should start with the after in mind. Um, it goes against a trend of saying, you know, I'm, I'm not look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just growing this business. I'm not looking at, at the exit. I'm not just here to flip it, but, um, but that's nuts because at some point you might sell your business and, and there are some people who never, ever sell their businesses, but, but most people at least consider it if they don't do it. Um, and so if you don't have a good sense of where you're headed, you you might get your life going in the wrong direction. So say, you know, you do want to exit at some point um, and you, you have this idea that you want to spend time with your family. If you haven't spent time with your family in the meantime, they are not going to want to spend all that time with you. And it's not personal. It's just that they don't have a habit of it. And that's your, not your dynamic with your family. And they can't, they can't just, you know, change things for you because, because you're there. People also need to have... Um, be uh, more familiar with taking time off by taking real vacations uh, throughout the years. And they, they need to be um, putting, putting pieces of the company in place that will support their goals for the after and, and, and the, and help them think about what is the life that they want to have while they're running 
running their business as well. So I see my role as being the founder advocate from day one and all the way through the after to help entrepreneurs get what they need and really advocate for themselves so that they can have a really great journey all, all the way through. I mean, I one of the things I talk about is how the entrepreneur system or the myths around entrepreneurship end with the end of the business, but that's crazy because you are still an entrepreneur and the post exit is this fourth forgotten part of the journey that, um, you know, needs more airtime. I mean, this is, this is what exit club is about. I think what I've discovered through this conversation and and getting to really watch you build um, Mm -hmm. exit club is you're creating a community for yourself as much as you're creating it for exiters you've created it for yourself. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to watch this continue to grow. And as we are winding down on time, I wanted to ask where can listeners learn more about Exit Club, listen to your, you know, hear your podcast and, and really hear some of the gems that you're sharing with your fellow exiters. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the, the chance to talk about this and to, to share where people can find me. So um, the Exit Club website is a great place to go. It's exitclub.co, and there are links to podcast episodes there. Um, it has a little bit of information about the Exit Club, um, or what Exit Club is. So in January, exitclub.co, the website, will be a great place to find all kinds of resources and community around exits. So that's, that'll, be, that'll be the place to be. Awesome. And you also mentioned earlier you have podcasts as well. So where can we find podcasts? The podcast is called The Exit Club and it's on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. Fantastic. And I want to say thank you so much, uh, Lauren, for joining me and being a part of of my next journey. And I want to also say this too, because this is something that I found really remarkable. You know, when we began this conversation, not just this conversation encapsulated, but when you and I began the conversation, when you first shared with me Exit Club, I will tell you that it didn't dawn on me the personal affect. Yeah, it was clear to plan the financial exit and the financial strategy. It never occurred to me that there there was a social emotional support system that was lacking. And I think one of the things that I've learned through our conversations throughout this is the isolation is manifested in many ways because I think people feel guilty mm-hmm. because they've sold their business. Maybe they've made some money. Maybe they've made a lot of money. Maybe they have little money. And we think, air quotes, and believe that that's a good thing, not realizing that there's a lot more support that might need to be out there. So I, I really applaud you for finding that and creating that community. And I, I'm really excited. Like I said, I know taking this very personal. I'm really excited to see where this goes. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So on that. And I'm excited to see where, where leap goes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Life is true and adventure, isn't it? So thank you again for spending time with me and thanks to everyone out there listening. Thanks for joining us for this edition of leap to learn more about leap, the podcast and coaching services please join us on our Leap Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your leap.